Time out when there's gaps in coverage. Every team needs a player that they can count on to help out. Aflac Supplemental Insurance can help close the gap between what health insurance covers and what it doesn't. When you're sick or injured, bills can rack up fast. Aflac pays cash that can be put towards medical expenses like co-pays or even non-medical expenses like groceries or rent. Get help with expenses that health insurance does not cover. Visit Affleck.com to learn more. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. I'm not sure who's had more jobs, Seton or Pauly, or who's had more interesting jobs, Ooh. Seton or Pauly. But, like, Seton worked at the airport. Yeah. He was a postman. Yep. Okay, those aren't yeah. exciting. Delivered flowers. Yeah. I was a security guard. I worked at a pharmacy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, but Pauly was a bouncer. Yeah. DJ at a country western nightclub. And you sold beer at Scottsdale Stadium. Gosh, is that not the dream? I know. Miller Lite. I could use one right now. Times change, but you can always enjoy the great taste of Miller Lite. Tastes like Miller time. Miller Lite. Get it delivered to your door. Visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick. Or you can pick up some Miller Lite pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories, 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. You are listening to the Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. We made it to a Friday. It's a Mead Friday, and everybody's allowed in the deep end of the pool. One of the more incredible moments in Paulie Pabst history. The Bears did it. Congratulations, Paulie. Do you believe in Meat Friday miracles? <laughs> Unbelievable. Yes. I can honestly say nobody was rooting for you in uh, Meet Friday. But nobody. Nobody. No. Even uh, the backroom guys thought that maybe, since you love French onion, and if the Bears had lost, you weren't getting French onion soup, that we had a scenario similar to Kevin in the office when he was bringing the chili <laughs> in, that, that he would have had somebody spill all the French onion soup. So nobody would have gotten that it. That would have been a tragedy. Okay, here's the uh, menu. French onion soup, beer brats, hot Italian sausages, smoked baby back ribs, bacon, mac and cheese, smoked apple, crumb pie, a la mode. What? This is Paulie's death row meal. Yep. Who has it better than we do? Paulie! <laughs> Uh, the number of people who go, I'm rooting, I'm watching this game, I don't want to root, I don't want to watch this game, but it's content. And I said, yep, it would have been better content if the Bears had lost. Yes, Seton. But we called it yesterday. I mean, this you could see that win coming a mile away. Of course this is a game the Bears are going to win. Yep. They shouldn't. There's absolutely no reason for it, but it's a Thursday and weird things happen after you play the Eagles, uh, and it's going to ruin our bit. Yeah, yeah. That's a trifecta right there. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, Todd. I'm not saying I was rooting for a particular outcome, but at various points during the game, I was like, what the hell are the commanders doing? (laughs) So you decide what that means. Okay. 
All right, we got play of the day, poll question, stat of the day. Stat of the day brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. We are approaching 2,000 T-shirts sold, Crappensburg State. Go to danpatrick.com. Got a lot of great things there. You can also uh, order my book as well, the occasionally accurate annals of uh, pro football. And that's uh, available at danpatrick.com. Yes, Paul? I-, I think I text the room. The score is maybe 27 to 3 or something like that, and the Bears are just... Everything was going their way, turnovers, passes. And in the second half, did you notice how it turned and the commanders started coming back? And I think it was a 10-point game. And Fields threw that last touchdown to Moore. That last touchdown pass to Moore could have easily been a pick six. And it would have been a seven. It would have been a three-point game with four minutes to go. That's how, how tenuous it felt there at a point. But you found your quarterback, Justin Fields. <laughs> you got him. Right? No. Absolutely not. No. There is no way he can ingratiate himself into the Bears fandom this year that you'd want to keep him in. He would be your future. This is not personal. I'll I'll say it like this. Justin Fields happens to be in a a state of flux for his career the same year Caleb Williams is coming out of college. Mm -hmm. That's the caveat. If if Caleb Williams didn't exist, then it would be a non-situation. But now the Bears are in a situation where they have two chances for the number one pick. Even if they win like four or five So games. you would rather have Justin Fields than Michael Penix Jr. or Dion Son or Drake May at North Carolina. Let's say Caleb Williams is not in the equation right. here. I, I think those are where you got to see how the rest of the season plays out, but at least those would be question marks. I would say it like this. If I asked the room, who would you bet a week's pay on is a great NFL quarterback in three years, Justin Fields or Caleb Williams? Caleb Williams. I think everyone would bet that. So that puts the Bears in a position where they – if they had number one pick, whether it's theirs or Carolina's. What happens if they don't have the number one pick or the number two pick, but they do have two picks in the first round, then what do you do? Because let's say the Bears are onto something here. Let's say they play yep. well. Let's say Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, sorry. Is my mic on? Uh, okay. Uh, by the way, here's Justin Fields after the performance last night. It's a feeling, you know, that... We all had after the game. It's a feeling that you just never wanted to end. So, um, you know, just just proud of the way you know all the guys came out and played tonight. And um, you know, O line did, did the thing versus the dominant D line. Um, they showed out. Um, really, just just everybody. You know, running backs did the thing. Uh, receivers, of course, did the thing too. So, just proud of everybody. Um, okay, uh, Matt Eberflus, who's still the Bears' head coach, had this to say about his quarterback. I saw poise the entire time. Uh, you can see him comf- being comfortable in the pocket, uh, going through his reads, um, you know, delivering the ball on time. But that takes everybody. You know, it takes the receivers. You know, being in the right spot. You know, it takes the protection, and uh, that's what I saw. Okay. You know, you're so desperate for a win that sometimes you don't see what's right in front of you. Are the Bears a good team? Did they play well? How much of this do you put on the Commanders? Did they have one good night here? But you'll take the victory because it's been a long, long time. This first hour brought to you by Kings Hawaiian. They want you to get together on Sunday, Slider Sunday, family, friends, football. Make every Sunday a Slider Sunday. Play of the day, poll question, stat of the day, all of those things forthcoming. So the Bears' win last night ended their losing streak at 14 games, longest in franchise history. You can't speak about the Bears' franchise without mentioning the great linebacker Dick Butkus who passed away yesterday. And the timing of it, while you don't want to see anybody pass away, 
but the timing of him getting the um, national exposure, uh, kind of reintroducing him to another generation. Um, I, I love that fact that people will be asking questions, maybe uh, you know, Googling uh, Dick Butkus, looking at highlights, what he meant to the game. The fact that he was, uh, you know, an Illinois guy, went to the University of Illinois, played offense and defense when he first got there, center and then linebacker. And then he became pretty much the poster child for being a linebacker in the NFL, at least the old NFL. He was Chicago Bears football. He, along with Papa Bear Hallis and Gail Sayers. They didn't play in playoff games. Dick Butkus did not play in a playoff game. But... One of the greatest linebackers of all time, passing away at the age of 80. And there are admired athletes in Chicago, beloved athletes, but he was different. He was a hometown guy, played for the Bears, went to Illinois, and you know was still attached to the Chicago Bears. When you saw Dick Butkus on the football field, you saw tough. That was that was the word that always came to mind. Intimidation, like they, you know, we we have guys. You go, oh man, he scares me. There were players playing against Dick Butkus who didn't want to go back into the game. They were that intimidated, afraid of Dick Butkus. Now, what you could get away with back then, on the defensive side of the ball, is a lot different than you have now. But the intimidation factor was certainly there. NFL films helped elevate the greatness of Dick Butkus because it wasn't a good team. But he was a great player on a good team, uh, an average team. Gail Sayers was a Hall of Famer on an average team. And you had George Hallis, one of the great coaches of all time. But uh, Paulie's dad grew up with Dick Butkus. Paulie sent a picture last night that I thought was very cool. It was at Dick Butkus's wedding, and Paulie's dad is there in the front row. So pretty cool, pretty cool picture you sent last night. Thank you. They, they played a little high school football at a place called Chicago Vocational. And it's on the south side of the area called Hegwish. And uh, my, my dad and he came, became friends, you know, stayed friends afterwards. He actually lived in our little town of Glenwood. Well, I was too young to understand it. I was, I think, two when Dick Buckus retired. But I do remember seeing the reaction of people in the neighborhood occasionally. And it was like this godlike figure walked in. But, you know, it, it, I wonder, I was going to ask you, was he one of those football players that was um, more famous than the team he was on? Because you know, oh, yeah. if you lived in Cincinnati, you knew who Dick Buck is. When I was a kid, I knew who Jack Lambert was and guys like that because they were just. But though, Jack Lambert was on a great team, one of the greatest yeah. defenses of all time. You know, the only time I was exposed to Dick Butkus is when the Browns growing up played the Bears. And then you always worried about Dick Butkus hurting Jim Brown or whoever your running back was or your quarterback, Frank Ryan. Um, and that Gail Sayers was going to run, you know, for five touchdowns. But you knew you were going to beat the Bears because the Bears weren't good. But you you were aware of Dick Butkus. He was out there. He was number 51. You know, that's one of those jersey numbers, like defensive players. You, you have Michael Jordan's 23 now. Butkus was a number where you you really had to have a coach who thought you were really good to give you 51. It's not like you go, I'd like to have 51. Not so fast here. We're going to give it to uh, this guy over here. But Dick Butkus passing away at the age of 80. And he was also in movies. He was also in commercials. A great sense of humor. And when you meet him, when you met him, I should say, uh, he could disarm you. You know, because you weren't quite sure. Um, like, he looked like a bear. You know, it's one of those where that, that was the nickname of the bears. But, you know, he had the mustache. He was a big guy, big shoulders. But he, he wasn't intimidating when he talked to you. 
And uh, I, I remember a couple of times that I was in the uh, room with him, and he was funny, and he loved telling stories, and uh, he just, you know, he had a he had a knack about him, a character about him. He had that it factor with him. Uh, so Dick Butkus passing away last night and getting a, kind of a national coming out party. Like Franco Harris, they were going to have a tribute to Franco Harris, I think retire his jersey, and then he passed away. And, you know, you open up the scrapbook sometimes, and, and that's part of my job sometimes is to recall what I remember when I got to see most of these players. I got to see him play. I didn't get to see him in person, but I got to see him play. Uh, so you have those certain players, and being able to recall some of those memories, um, you know, it's beneficial for me because I can hearken back to, you know, my childhood or when I was a teenager watching some of these players play. All right, we'll get to uh, phone calls coming up. Uh, Seton, you got a poll question today. We have uh, Joey Votto, our uh, buddy from the Reds, going to join us. Dame Lillard was going to, and uh, probably next week. We were hoping to have him today. Something came up, and uh, we hope to have him uh, next week. Andrew Dice Clay is going to join us. Awesome. So this... This is now. You think Paulie's having a good day? This is all about little Todd Fritz in the back. So excited! Yeah. Todd goes. We got to have Dice Clay on. I go. Why? Well, he's in a movie. And I said, okay. And then he goes, but you know the nursery rhymes. I said he's not going to be doing his nursery rhymes. And you're like, he's you know, stop being stuck in the '80s. Let's yes. move on. Everything's got to be '80s. But Andrew Dice Clay. So I'm so looking forward to that. Yeah. Todd has his Brooklyn hat on. His. Bro- Brooklyn sweatshirt on. Oh, is that oh. what that's for? Yeah, for Dice Clay. Oh. It's going to be a great interview. Oh. <laughs> okay. I didn't so put that looking together. forward to it. All right, let me let me put this out there. I want to I want to establish ground rules early. Here it comes for Dice Clay. <laughs> Should I let Fritzy do his Dice Clay impersonation to Dice Clay? Only. Dan, I'm going to say this and I, I know people think I'm tough on Fritzy and I am. <laughs> Todd it, loves Andrew Dice Clay, literally the word loves. And I think it would make his year if you let him do even one line to Dice. Uh, in all seriousness, make his year. Marvin? Because it hadn't already been made yet by singing with yeah. Darius Rucker. This yeah. is what's going to do it. And John Legend. and Yeah, you know. for the guy who's got a pretty tough life, he seems to have a pretty good life affiliated with this show. He has nothing else than this, though. All I know is, is I'm in an apartment building in Brooklyn with my friends. It's like late high school, maybe beginning of college. And there's a Rodney Dangerfield HBO special. And he goes, say hello to my new friend, Andrew Dice Clay. And he comes out with the cigarette and the leather jacket. And I had never heard of him before. And he started doing these nursery rhymes. I just thought it was the greatest thing ever. So unique and clever and amazing. Okay, but I don't want you to be Chris Farley on Saturday Night Live when Paul McCartney came on. Remember when you went on stage and did your did those nursery rhymes? That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> okay, are we all on board that Fritzy gets to do an imp- one impersonation for Dice Clay? Seton? Yeah, of course. Okay. <laughs> Marvin? You make dreams come true, so yes. Okay. All right, we'll let you. We'll let you do it. That's awesome. At the end of the interview. That's fair. At the end of the interview. That's very exciting. Okay, that is an awesome thing. All right, so Dice Clay will join us a little bit later on. But I'm going to base this off your performance the first two hours of the show. Oh, performance based. That little caveat. Yeah. Joey Votto better show up. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Dame bailed. Man. 
I'm getting blamed for that. No, no, I, I, I You're said playing it. the Dane blame game, I guess. <laughs> no, because at least you had it booked. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, Paul. Fritzy looks like if Run DMC decided to add a white guy to enhance their image <laughs> and open it up to like. Remember when Oliver joined the Brady Bunch? It's like Run DMC added a white guy. I think like it, the, it, the one white guy in the background of the video. Yes. you're like, hey, look at it. I think it's. Yeah, I'm very like 1986 at best right now. Mm. Early '87, maybe. And I had to put this on. I'm like, where is my Brooklyn sweatshirt? It was like such an important thing to me. It's like dumb MC. You know, dumb, dumb MC. Yeah, yeah. All, right. All right. Uh by the way, uh music today, it's emo pop <laughs> punk. Uh yeah, Marvin. we do. We all we all have our songs ready, okay. and I can't wait for us to get dragged. We are going to get slaughtered. Okay. That's okay. I'm very, very much looking forward to seeing what everybody's picked. Okay. Very much. So I didn't even know the genre. I didn't know the category. Emo, pop, punk. But uh, Marvin said, no, no, you, you're good. I can send you a list. And I said, all right, give me a, for instance, emo, pop, punk. <laughs> I go, yes. And that was the wrong person to ask because I only know stuff that was played on MTV in 2004, 2005. Well, that's okay. That's... And so, but everybody, this is all based off of Jimmy Butler's hair. And I was like, this looks like panic at the free throw. And okay. so that's where we kind of went. <laughs> okay. I can already hear just based on the fact that we keep saying emo pop punk as one genre, the keyboards are clicking all over the universe right now. Stay in your lane. You don't even know the genre's name. I don't know the genre's name. Like there's so many different labels and genres, and I'm like, yeah, what is is, like that's ska, uh, emo pop punk. Indie rock? Indie rock. Is it ska, reggae, or dub? Which, yeah. uh, like, oh, my God. They all... <laughs> Subgenres are amazing because those people that are, like, immersed in it, yeah. they are quick to tell you to stay in your lane real fast. Yes. I was going with pop punk, and then we went with emo. I was getting DMs. Hey, you guys should listen to or play this band and this band. I was like, I've never even heard of these guys at all. And I just can't wait for uh, we're gonna, Twitter. Yeah, we're going to get yelled at today. I asked yesterday on Twitter, is like this one band, uh, are they an emo band? Is this band Thursday? Yeah. And they're like, well, no, they're a hardcore band. Then somebody commented on that. Well, it's really more post-hardcore. And then another person <laughs> said, well, post-hardcore with sort of an emo slant. You're like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> you know, I I grew up and it was there was rock and roll. Yeah. And there was soul or R and B, country, <laughs> country. It was country and western. Yeah. And then there would be, you know, just like pop music. And, and then all of a sudden, it exploded where everything had to be kind of split up in little categories. There, and I'm like, damn, it's hard to keep track. All right, Lilith Fair next Friday. Lilith Fair. Yeah. yeah. I don't wanna wait. Correct. Now, yes. Now I don't know what. That genre is. Anybody that was on the Lilith Fair tour, Sarah McLaughlin, Paula Cole, Indigo Girls. Nah, guys, I'm playing. We're not doing that next week. Darn. <laughs> Todd, I was getting all Todd, excited there. Todd's face lit up. Fiona Apple going. Paula Cole. We say good morning if you're watching on Peacock. Thank you, our streaming partner and our radio affiliates around the country. We'll settle on a poll question. Andrew Dice Clay a little later on, Joey Votto of the Cincinnati Reds, and we will have the MMWGOTW, the most must-win game of the weekend. We got a lot to get to. Just getting started back after this.
Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. we got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, are like, you know, who's ready to get Creighton? You don't watch Creighton. And I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, not gonna, the not the Big East tournament. They're, well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That, like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team. Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> and then they're never at any of the Yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? See the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. We were just talking about spring training, playing baseball, going to baseball games, playing softball, and I just brought back that taste when you're there at a spring training game and you get to have a Miller Lite. It's a warm afternoon, Scottsdale, Arizona. Beer here! Paulie used to be a beer vendor. I was a beer vendor at Scottsdale Stadium, and I slung Miller Lite, so I was just throwing them out there. Okay. Not literally. Okay, but just that cold, refreshing taste. The crack? Yes, not the crack of the bat. Which is better, crack of the bat's crack of the beer? Oh, I'd crack of the beer, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Miller Lite. It tastes like beer. How about that? That's why I reach for a Miller Lite. And you should, too. They've been doing this since 1975. The original light beer, everybody else is just trying to imitate them. Less filling, only 96 calories. Times change, but you can always enjoy the great taste of Miller Lite. Tastes like Miller time. Miller Lite. Get it delivered to your door. Visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick. Or you can pick up some Miller Lite pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories, 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. Okay. It's emo punk something. Emo punk pop? Okay. Let's see. Who picked this? Uh, tell me the band, Marv. This is Yellow Card. Yellow Card. I'm going to go Seton is Yellow Card. How dare you? Oh, sorry. <laughs> How dare you? Wow. Because oh, of soccer, Yellow Card. <laughs> How dare you? Yes, Paulie. We have to say, are we picking a song that we think is great or think it represents a genre and is hokey? Oh, I didn't go hokey. I mean, I was taking this very seriously. There is... Nothing about a violin that belongs in 
emo punk. The same pop. sentence as punk rock. Marvin, is this you? It is. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It was going to be uh, Panic at the Disco, but Seton's head probably would have exploded. Yeah. Ooh, that'd have been good content. Yeah. Haven't you people? Right, yes. Yeah. Because it literally it sounds like a musical, like, hey guys, I'm going to set the scene. Oh, well, imagine. <laughs> oh, all right. All right. <laughs> this is the uh, exact definition of uh, when punk bands are like, uh, or a certain age of punk band is like, we got to, I'm going to find you, we're going to get out of this crap town or whatever. And like, Ocean Avenue is in. You know, like Newport Beach or something. It's like yeah. some of the most expensive real estate in the country. Yeah. It's like, but we're gonna get out of this crap town, me and you, and we're gonna make it. Make it. You live in Orange County. <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? My mom and dad made me go to college. Yeah. You're like we're born and raised in the destination successful people move to. We're gonna get out of this crap town. <laughs> Sorry, I'll try not to do this all day. Okay. Casualty. Sorry. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, what's the poll question we're going to go with today, Seton? And it's going to be best. a long day. Oh, this is a long best. day. Oh, Marvin. Uh, we're going to go with if Justin Fields plays well the rest of the season and the Bears have the number one pick in the draft, they should stick with him and either trade the pick or pick a non QB right. or draft Caleb Williams anyway. So that he has to play well. It's a little wordy. Yeah. Uh, and there's a lot that has to happen. Yes. Um, but, yes, he has to play well, and the Bears still have to have the number one pick. All right. I just worry I'm going to get in a situation like the Giants did with Danny Dimes, and I don't want that. Um, and we always lean towards potential, and you also have to look at the uh, cost efficiency of this. Caleb Williams is going to come in, and he's going to cost less than Justin Fields is, and probably is going to be a better quarterback for you. But you have to be in the position to have one of these, uh, you know, top two picks. It, it, you know, if you get Carolina's pick, maybe Carolina is the worst team in football. But there's always going to be a moment or two during the season where you go, man, how did they win back-to-back games? Or last game of the season. I mean, the Panthers, they don't want to give the Bears a great, you know, the number one or number two overall pick. They obviously want to win games. The Bears, that's a little bit more of a conundrum because do you want Caleb Williams? Now, you don't want to say that publicly, and it's too early to say that, and he's three years younger, coming out of college. You Have you seen the best of Justin Fields? Probably so. But DJ Moore can certainly help see a different side of Justin Fields. This is what the Bears did last night, not to get two X's and O's, but speaking with uh, a scout, you know, a source last night, I said, what's different? And he said, this is what I'm seeing from the Bears. You pass when they don't expect you to pass and have some design runs for him. Because I had been saying, look, if this is what he does well, let him do it for as long as he can do it. Instead of saying, hey, we want to preserve you. We want you to be a pocket passer. Now, do I think you have to be a pocket passer or at least uh, lethal or dangerous? Uh, yeah, I do. But he's so good at running, why would I take that away from him? I still want Lamar Jackson to run. I want him to run smartly. Same with Justin Fields. I want you to run, but be smart when you do it. But I would be crazy. I'd go against conventional wisdom of, let me take away his best weapon and have him try to be a pocket passer. He's not. So have design runs, which they did. Also, pass on first down. 
So you may not have to pass on third down. Or if you do on third down, you have other options that you don't have to go third and 10. And it felt like they did that last night. And with the Washington Commanders, I mean, you, you're on a honeymoon year because you got rid of Dan Snyder. But after that, fans are going to go, uh, we're knowledgeable football fans in this city. We'd like to see some good football here. Sam Howell, I do like the potential, but how about we block for Sam Howell? He was sacked five times, took 11 hits. He's been sacked, he's been hit so far 50 times. 50 times. The last time we saw a quarterback hit that many times in his first five games, that was Joe Burrow in 2020, and it didn't work out well for Joe Burrow when he got injured. Yes, Yes, Paulie. Stat of the day brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. Bonus stat. The Chicago Bears hit the quarterback seven times in the month of September. They hit the quarterback 11 times <laughs> last night. He's been sacked at least four times in every game this season. Last time that happened, got to go back to 2013, Ryan Tannehill. These are numbers that you don't like to lead the league in. You ran the ball six times last night. Like, at one point, you go, you know, maybe maybe we see if we can uh, keep the kid alive for another week or two. Man. Yes, Mark. Should they be looking for, like, a Drake May or Shador Sanders type also? Is Sam Howell the answer? I don't know, but I, I do like his potential. I did say that when he was in college, I thought, and even when they drafted him. Like, he can play. He's got a, a great arm. But... I mean, there's a reason why he dropped in the draft. But I, I do like him. I just, it, it's like a Taylor Heineke. I liked him, but should he be your starting quarterback? I mean, where's the ceiling? Where's the floor? Where's the ceiling? And you're, you're looking at some of these other quarterbacks, and you're going, he seems like he would be more of a franchise quarterback. So, I mean, the commanders go toe-to-toe with the Eagles, and I, maybe it took a lot out of them. But you're at home. Magic Johnson's there. Thursday night football. The Bears are coming to town. And that's the performance? Yes, Mark. Also, I think a new stadium would help the commanders also. Yeah. That is the worst stadium in football. Well, it, it's been one of the worst fields in football. RG3. We, yeah. I mean, that's like sand. It, it's bad. You know, when your stadium is worse than Lambeau as far as the field itself – but at least at Lambeau, it gets frozen, so it might be a little easier to run on it. That's like quicksand that you're running in on that, or at least it used to be. But, you know, you got it. And, and I thought, and I was told this a long time ago, whether it's true or not. I'd love to ask the commissioner, but he doesn't come on the show. But um, if they change the nickname, if they change the nickname, then they would let them relocate back in the city. Because I think that that would be really, really important. Um, you know, when it was at RFK and having gone there, now it wasn't a great stadium, but the atmosphere was as good as any stadium I've ever been in. And I, I was there when Riggins and Theismann were there. Uh, Dexter Manley was there, Joe Gibbs. And they were, that was, that was a show. That was fun. And being able to go there and seeing that kind of passion for football and their smart football fans. 
but bring it back into into you know DC. I think that would be uh, a great start if you can. Yes, yes, Paul. Do you think they're in Maryland, right? FedEx Fields in Maryland. Do you think it'd be tougher? I had no idea about this to get tax money for a field in Washington D.C. Is it is it kind of no man's land? I wonder how that would work there to get money because is Maryland paying for it? Is Virginia paying for it? What's on the site of RFK Stadium? I think there's still some. We were there like five years ago. Yeah, I think RFK Stadium. Yeah. Is it still? Yeah. yeah. Did we walk by it? And I. Uh... No, we shot like a, uh, a soccer thing with uh, DC United. There oh, okay. where we took like penalty kicks and oh, did all this right. goofy that's stuff. Right. And right. I think Wayne Rooney had just gotten yes. there. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. But we walked by there and it looked like uh, it might as well have been the Coliseum. Yes, <laughs> it does. It, it looks like a convention center from the 70s. Napoleon had like shot cannons wow. at it and just busted it wow. apart. It kind of looked like that back in the 80s when I was there, just to be fair. It's a great location. Oh, it was a wonderful location. I love the, the, those stadiums that are in the city, inter- like you can walk to them. I think that's wonderful. That's an important part of it, I think. Yeah. Like, you know, part of one, one of the things that uh, Tampa fans, have been, Rays fans, have been complaining about is that their stadium doesn't really have great public transportation to get there. Yeah. And that's part of the reason why the crowds are so... Uh, sparse is that it's tough to get there. Mm-hmm. I think moving them back into city centers is really important, but the real estate is just too valuable. Yeah. Um, but it feels like in DC, you know, the politics of bringing the commanders no back. No pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> the the <laughs> commanders in back into town that you feel like that you would get uh, a lot of people who would vote for that. Mm. Not knowing the uh, politics of DC, but I'm just thinking how much they loved. You know, their football team in downtown. Yeah. Yeah, Paul. Now that the Bears are a powerhouse again, I wonder yeah. if it's going to be a green light to move back to the suburbs. <laughs> oh, Arlington yeah, where Heights. Were they moving to? Yeah. yeah. Ar- Ar- lovely Arlington Heights. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what else do we have, Seton? Uh, what do you mean? Any other poll questions? You gave me the wordy one. I didn't know if there was anything else. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to stick with the wordy one for now. Okay. Right. Um, just to see. I Todd, mean, Todd, do you have a couple? I do have a couple. Oh, okay. By the way, what if the Bears lost last night? Would, what would we be saying today? Ah, Paul can't eat any food today. <laughs> <laughs> America would celebrate. It yeah. would have been 37 minutes of that so far today. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, nothing, so no changes would be made. Like Matt Eberflus, the head coach, he wouldn't have been fired. They don't. The Bears don't fire somebody, you know, during the season. Yeah, Paul. Again, there was a moment with about four and a half minutes left that Fields could have thrown a pick six, and it got uh, went high, and Moore took it for a touchdown. If they would have had two straight weeks of collapses like that, the fans would have gone berserk. But, but what, what can you do? It doesn't matter. Coach isn't going to get fired. Justin Fields, you can't draft Caleb Williams now. You can't. No. You can't put the ticket in. No. You know, if Red Arbach was uh, running that team, then he would be able to somehow. He drafted Larry Bird a year before. It's like, uh, wait, you can't do that. You can? Yep, we'll wait for him. And I'm like, damn. Red was smarter than everybody. Uh, Barry in Santa Fe. Oh, uh, let me get to Barry, and then we'll get to uh, Fritzy's poll questions. Hey, Barry, what's on your mind today? Good morning, fellas. Good morning, chat row. Uh, I was kind of expecting Paulie to show up in a lobster bib and those the giant knife and forks that they have in the cartoons. Um, I will be going to uh, the Broncos-Jets in Denver 
uh, blissfully alone on Sunday. And I wanted to propose to Fritzy if he might like to consider extending the Meat Friday bet. Uh, Jets lose. Todd doesn't eat until the Broncos win again. And uh, the uh, Broncos win. I will not participate in Meat Friday until the Jets win. Yeah. I think I'm kind of one and done with that uh, Meat Friday thing. The Broncos somehow came back and scored the last 24 points. That's the, yep. the universe saying bow out. And Barry, Barry doesn't participate. <laughs> what kind no. of bet is this? No, that's not a bad. Leave Todd alone, Barry. And I, and I got a pie in the face waiting if Wake Forest doesn't beat Clemson. I, with that whole bet with my kids' schools, how to beat yes, Clemson. Yes, Paulie. If Fritzy loses the bet, no Meat Friday for the rest of the year. If Barry loses the bet, he has to get married. Oh, wow. <laughs> now we're on to something. How about a girlfriend? Yeah. Yeah, that makes it interesting. Yeah. Uh, what, else, what do you have, Todd? Which are you most excited about this weekend? We've never done that before. College football week six, MLB divisional playoffs, MMA events, NFL week five, various soccer league matches. There's a whole bunch of those. All right, what else do you have? Various. WNBA finals. Yeah. What else? The winner of Cowboys 49ers Sunday night will tell us a lot as to who represents the NFC in the Super Bowl. Easy, tough guy. It's week five, and I think the Eagles are in the NFC too. Okay, you have a problem with everybody focusing on Dallas and San Francisco, correct? Especially because it's week five. Okay. Well, but it is. And the, there's a very, very good team that also exists in that conference. So Cowboys Niners, this will. Wait, just, wait. So we're supposed to have less attention on that because we need to give more attention to the Eagles? We can give it attention, but after a while, just like Taylor Swift, it's like, okay, we had enough for that. That's good. Moving on. Wait, what you, are people going nuts over I mean, it, it's a big game. Yeah, I, I think it's been overly hyped, and it's going to continue to be so. Between now and kickoff, it's, they're going to make it feel like it's a pre-NFC uh, championship you game. You don't have to watch the coverage. You don't. No, you don't. Just an observation. <laughs> what but, co- where is the coverage, by the way? I, I, it's, I guess, the mothership. It's, it's talked about a lot. You see a lot of promos. It's a talking point on different shows about Cowboys. But why are you a buzzkill? The Cowboys have been eliminated the last two years in the playoffs by the 49ers? I don't know if it was week 14 or something like that. Like Sam Purdy against uh, that defense there? Dak against that defense there? Ah, seems like it might be worthy of the hype. It's, a pretty it's big the game, game of the week. I just want to make sure it's not like the game of the century or the year or the nobody nobody said it was. I think it's going to get that way in the next uh, 24, yes, 40 hours. Shout out to our great friends at NBC, by the way. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, very, you can they're see very that. excited to have this game this weekend. You can see that game on Peacock. Is that a scripted promo you just read yes, for them, Todd, it or is that? Uh, it's a big game. It's just not the uh, it's not the NFC. That'll title be game. Sunday night at yeah. seven Eastern on NBC. It's definitely not Saints Patriots. I'll tell you that. No, we're ignoring that monster showdown. Yeah. I could lose his job if they don't beat the Saints. I know what Todd's saying. I've been watching TV this week, and there has been a lot of coverage of Cowboys 49ers. But there's a reason. The Cowboys get too much coverage when there isn't a story. This is an actual one yeah. where a, a great game happens to be prime time on Sunday night that we could all see. We don't get those all the time. This is a great preview of a what should be a, you know. There's only three great teams, potentially great teams in the NFC. Maybe only two with the Niners and the Eagles. Cowboys want to get into that stratosphere. This is important. Why are you? Well, that's the other problem. There's not enough juicy games week to week. If you look at the NFL in general, in my opinion, wait, 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 oh, wait that wait, looks wait. like an interesting game. Why, why, are, why are you, Danny Downer? I'm just saying. When I look at the NFL, I got week dice to clay. Week. It's a meat Friday. Everything's good. Yes. Yeah, like uh, so, Baltimore Pittsburgh is always interesting. That's, that's, that's a great match. That's the best rivalry in football. Pittsburgh is a little down. You know, years past, maybe it would have been more interesting, but it's a fantastic rivalry. Yeah. 
Well, has Todd Seaton. There's just a lot of average or below average teams, and that's why, you know, week to week, you'll have like two or three, if you're lucky, three really juicy games, and then the rest are like, yeah, maybe I'll take a peek at that. I I don't understand. You're mad that there's not enough good games, but then you're crapping on the one good game that there is. I just don't want the attention focused so much on a week five there's game a, between the Niners and Cowboys that that's going to be. There's a reason why. There the is. other games aren't Because the other the games Baltimore aren't good, game. and Dallas is playing, and the Niners are really good, and Christian McCaffrey is an MVP candidate, and Brock Purdy, he's still playing great football, and it's Nick Bosa going against Dak Prescott. Jerry Jones is going to be there, and he'll probably say something stupid. Like, yeah, this is pretty good. Someone could be five and zero oh, or four and one, which determines go. how right. the other. Let's, let's take a break. Be. Let's take a break. I'm not going to let you be a buzzkill today. Right. A lot. Not, you know what? By the way, we can thank the Broncos for never having an interesting game. I mean, other than the Bears one, I mean, they're the most <laughs> underwhelming, underperforming team of all time. Although, and that might be the undercurrent here. Because the Broncos are hosting the Jets. It was supposed to be a big deal. Now Rodgers not playing. But then you have the coaching friction there with Sean Payton, Nathaniel Hackett. I see what's going on here. You root for a terrible team, Todd. They did just win the Super Bowl eight years ago, even though it feels like 58 years ago. <laughs> but they've been playing so bad, you forget that less than a decade ago, they did win a Super Bowl. They're not yeah, Bill Belichick, how long that lasts. Yeah, Wow. Yeah, we won the Super Bowl recently. It's like eight years ago. By the way, that could be a preview of a uh, MMWGOTW. A- Jets Broncos. Okay. That could be a must-win game. Okay. We'll talk about that a little bit later on when we look at the most must-win game of the weekend. We'll take a break. <laughs> Got our play of the day up Can't believe you guys bought into that. Yeah. Here, here we go. Panini America are good buddies, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Dan Patrick Show. For more on these NFT platforms, go to nft.paniniamerica.net. One-of-a-kind digital cards. You can find them in the packs or on the public auctions that are located on the site. And what you'll find, the biggest superstars, the all-time greats, the hottest rookies. Get the newest released packs all from the Panini brands, Panini NFT platform, the only platform where you can win physical versions of your NFTs and Panini NFT trading cards, giving collectors the opportunity to pull autograph cards, memorabilia cards, rare inserts, even one of one NFTs from every pack. Panini's also been turning up the heat with one of a kind NIL deals, including the Texas quarterback Quinn Ewers, freshman sensation USC wide receiver Zachariah Branch, and Arch Manning. PaniniAmerica.net, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, this is Tom Verducci from Fox Sports, MLB Network, and Sports Illustrated. And I'm Joe Madden, and we're going to be around to talk a little bit about managerial decisions and what may have occurred in the dugout maybe in the 1980s. It's the Book of Joe podcast. I can't wait for this, Joe. We're going to dive into what goes on in the dugout and behind the scenes in Major League Baseball. Cars, wine, whatever else we want to talk about. Yeah, well, there are no boundaries, right? Listen to the Book of Joe podcast on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. 
Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are bust. You can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my dance, <laughs> Basketball fans know that things can be a little crazy this time of the year. Anything can happen. Last-minute buzzer beaters, gaps in health coverage. But when the last one happens... You need Affleck to help you bounce back from the expenses health insurance doesn't cover. You may have seen the Affleck duck working with some pretty famous coaches, but did you know Affleck is a leader in supplemental insurance? Look, health insurance wasn't designed to cover everything, so when an illness or injury happens, you can be hit with medical bills that some people don't have the cash on hand to pay. That's where Affleck comes in to help. When you're sick or injured, bills can rack up fast. Affleck pays cash that can be put towards medical expenses like co-pays or even non-medical expenses like groceries or rent. It's never a good idea to try to play through an injury or illness, and that's why you got to level up your defense. When there's gaps in health coverage, Affleck has the assist for you. Get help with expenses health insurance doesn't cover. Visit Affleck.com to learn more. Oh, my God. The play. The play is of the day. This is the play of the day. Check this out. Tight end right side of the line, Mercedes Lewis. And Tyler Scott out to the right snap field. Stairs down the left side. Pass is caught by Moore. Down the sideline. And nothing but green grass. He is gone, baby. Touchdown, DJ Moore on third and two. 56 yard touchdown. And that puts the icing on the cake. <laughs> I'm a guest. I don't know who this is. Who do you who do you think picked this song? I did. Crazy. Give it to me. He was a skater boy. That's courtesy of the Bears Radio Network and Avril Levine. Play of the Day brought to you by PXG. The fittings are only 25 bucks when you buy the clubs. $25 fitting is applied to your purchase. Comes with a free 30-day follow-up to ensure the fit is fit. 
Visit pxd.com. Learn more. PXD. Nobody makes or fits golf clubs the way we do, period. pxd.com. It's emo pop punk. Give it to me again. not possible to be in a bad mood when you hear that. Possible. I'm not. No? Nobody. I love that this is the song you picked. Yeah. God, is that funny. The emo pop punk. That song is to punk rock. What? Oh, boy. Don't Uh, you. Don't you. That song is to punk rock what the McRib sandwich is to barbecue. Holy crap! Lamb. Does it have does it have barbecue sauce on it? Absolutely. Does it say rib in it? Uh, absolutely. Does it contain anything that makes barbecue delicious and special? Absolutely not. What a takedown! That's what? essentially wait, wait, what. Wait, why? That's essentially what that song is. What is, is to wrong punk rock. with the back row today? Like what is wrong with the back row Skater today? Gator boy and Cowboys Niners down. <laughs> wow. Yes, Mark. See, is this the Ice Ice Baby of punk rock? Oh, easy, easy. Well said. Well said. Well said. Like when people say, I love rap. What do you like? That Ice Ice Baby. It's a catchy tune. Yeah. Boom! <laughs> that doesn't mean that you can't love it, Dan. Oh, I do. I'm, I'm, I know. I know. It's If you're like Spotify year-end wrapped, that would be number one. I think I, 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 at point, least for your point years. is made. Okay, <laughs> point is made. I think you, Avril Lavigne, is owed an apology. I'm sorry, she's owed an apology or yeah. owes an apology. No. Wow! <laughs> no. All right. Yeah. Wow. wow. She never said industry. she was Black Flag. She never said she was the Dead Kennedys. No, she yeah. just she just carried the flag for all of them for some reason. I think he's spot on anyway. Oh, that McRib line was... Shut up. That McRib line was perfect. You know what? You don't get to oh, do your on. Andrew Dice Clay impersonation. Oh, that's not fair. <laughs> what are you talking about? So bad. You know, I'm going to cancel Meat Friday. Oh, no. What are you... Yeah, I'm going to cancel it. <laughs> Guys. Anything to make me. sure Paul doesn't eat. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, you'd light a fire in here. <laughs> yeah. This has nothing to do with Avril Lavigne. This is, I, I just don't want Polly to have French onion soup. Hour two on the way, our good buddy Joey Votto. And yeah, in the final hour. You swerved out of your lane and seen called and, me out. Andrew Dice Clay. You're out of your lane. I am out of mine. You're out of order. Oh. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, 
or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.